0: FIG Ministry presents the Catholic Influencers Podcast. Join me, Alyssa Aegis, and my co-hosts, Father Rob Gallia and Justine Combo, as we break open the upcoming Sunday Mass readings and discuss relevant topics and life issues from a Catholic perspective. For a shorter, more reflective explanation of the Sunday Mass readings, be sure to check out our sister podcast, Catholic Influencers, Father Rob Gallia Homilies. Ladies and gents, episode five, and we are high on sugar.
1: <laughs> yes. oh. I, I, just, I had a donut. You did, did and you? It was
2: the greatest joy
0: to watch you eat a yes.
1: donut. Oh my goodness, I feel I feel guilty, but you I feel had good. the
0: icing sugar all over uh, you. Yeah, <laughs> <and everything.
1: laughs> for those of you watching it during Lent, we had an exemption feast. <laughs> 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 okay, so don't don't be scandalized. Don't be scandalized. Oh gosh. So um, yeah, so this is a, exciting time. So we're all high. We might talk a little bit faster yeah. than. But <laughs> you we might,
0: ex- we might actually crash halfway through the episode. You don't know. <laughs> you don't, yeah. <laughs> Anything so could happen. <laughs> keep the
1: energy high. And for those of you who can see us on video, uh, we're sporting our Catholic Influencers podcast. That are empty. And it's yeah. empty Oh yeah. <laughs> coffee. So we're all high <laughs> on caffeine <laughs> and uh, sugar. And sugar. So uh, bless. Question. Tell, me. Tell any me. Any of you like karaoke? Easy, I would win. Easy, you would win. I no doubt. No, no, so everything
0: <laughs> is a
2: game, No <laughs> doubt, you would no, win. Sorry, yeah, I like, d-
1: I don't know. Justine, I haven't heard you sing She's that much. Good. She had incredible voice, but I know, like, Alyssa has the most perfect pitch like she it's does. just she i've she never but heard. i her would out sing of that on
0: purpose to <laughs> fulfill the karaoke criteria that's right <laughs> yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's thank right you. is that arrogant no, i don't know no no good, thank god
1: for your gift you're good and you acknowledge <laughs> it you recognize well, i dumb
2: myself down for you <laughs> well uh, if i
1: have a guitar in my hand i'm confident you take the guitar away from me and i lose all confidence do you know so what, I, what I do what do you do
0: i just think that i'm better than what i am yeah. Like, it's a mental game for me. Like, going for a high note, I'm like, Alyssa, you're going to smash this. That's what I talk to myself in my head as it's coming up fo- to it. And then the minute I, like, doubt it, I'll crackle. Yes. But if I keep thinking of that, smash it every yes. time. Positive psychology. But at the same
1: time, you still need to do your warm-ups. You ah, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't you do, that. No, do that. No, no, not that <laughs> <bad influence. laughs> No, do your warm-ups. <laughs> yes, practice. But karaoke, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, in my parish, I have a Filipino parish priest. And so we wow. have karaoke all the time when people are in. Like the, our t- television TV room becomes karaoke. Is central. it like SingStar? Yeah, like SingStar. Okay. But no, they just download it from YouTube, They just watch from YouTube, and then they have and they sing.
0: And what song do you do?
1: I don't do anything. I Why just watch. I? Well, I did the last one though, um I did was a a Away, a wim. Oh awim yeah, awim The Lion King. My favorite
2: My favorite part of the karaoke is a really corny. Like candid footage that accompanies oh the man. words, like where they recorded it yeah. and why. It's, yeah. it's, it's a gift. It's super corny in it. It is. I like experience. Well, that's good. It's fun.
1: Corny is nice.
2: Yeah. yeah. Do you have a song that you would do? Anything Beyonce? I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Love all on the top single lady. Pretty fun. All yeah. No, nah, I'm all crazy in love. Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. I feel like I'd be so boring because all the songs that are like karaoke classics, I sing them all the time and I hate them. Like, oh my like, goodness. like Footloose for example—that eighties <laughs> classic. But like, it's it, people love it, right? But gosh, I want to put pins in my eyes. <laughs> I sing that song again. Oh, brutal. <laughs> sorry, really? I'm so sorry to anyone who loves Footloose. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it was good before I sang it a thousand times. I was actually yeah. in that dra- that
2: Broadway production in high school. You? So it has a sweet soft spot in my life. But you really sorry (laughs) (laughs) you've ruined my life my (laughs) dreams
1: (laughs) uh, thank you for joining us for this podcast um we're blessed to be with you to explore the word of god with you the second reading we're going through in this season and we're blessed that you have been blessed by it we love your feedback and remember always to give us your feedback um just go to frgministry.com forward slash podcast as we continue this podcast i just want to give a word of thanks to our amazing sponsors And that also includes our ministry partners, but also to Modern Grace. This Catholic Influencers podcast is sponsored by Modern Grace. Modern Grace is a unique online Catholic gift store with a beautiful faith-inspired collection of gifts and homewares to bring into your life and to share with your family, friends and faith-filled community.
0: Stocking everything from liturgical planners, rosaries, inspiring reads, sacramental gifts, Catholic homewares, a children's collection of toys, wraps and teethers, and FRG ministry merchandise and more. Modern Grace introduces Catholic gifts which add value to your
2: faith life for any occasion. Discounts available for stocking church piety stores, conferences and events. Just contact us online for more information.
1: So check out their range at moderngrace.com.au and follow them on Facebook and Instagram.
2: So as you are aware, this Sunday is the fifth Sunday of Lent and we're going to unpack the second reading, which is from Philippians chapter 3, verses 8 to 14. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth forgetting what is behind and straining forward toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus.
1: I'm always so impressed by St. Paul, his strength and his incredible faith. You know, like he's saying, I I want to participate in the suffering of Christ. Mm. But because he knows that in the suffering there is intimacy. He knows that in the suffering there is that encounter, that presence with Christ that can't be found anywhere else. Mm
0: -hmm. And so what he was doing in this reading is he's encouraging the Philippians who were going through struggles of their own, and he's talking about it from like how he had that initial encounter with God and how that absolutely transformed him, and he's encouraging them, this is how I did it and this is how I encourage you to do it.
1: Mm. But we, I think... I think suffering is underrated sometimes, mm. and I wh- why is suffering so powerful in the kingdom of God? And first of all, it's because Jesus Himself suffered. If when we unite our suffering with with Christ, we're eh, we're literally uniting ourselves with the cross, and especially if we uh, offer our sufferings, and especially also if we suffer for Christ, I, I just can't imagine how horrible it is. For example, to be falsely accused or to be persecuted it's just so isolating and so lonely but if we're able to just look beyond uh, even for a moment and just find find christ in that i think i don't know i just uh, as you were reading it i wasn't even planning to talk about (laughs) this but as you're reading it i'm just thinking, wow like he he really wasn't afraid of suffering and if only we had that same um, attitude towards suffering you know, it's like, and I have seen it in people. They say, they pray, God, give me suffering. Give me <laughs> suffering. Scary pray to pray. I know. I, I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't pray that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm saying, Lord, and f- in, in the Pentecostal churches, there's a lot of that, you know, like, God, take away the suffering. Take away the pain. You know, like it's almost, I- I- if you're suffering, you don't have enough faith. When it's not, it's like mm-hmm. that redemptive suffering. It's just that profound intimacy with Christ. Mm-hmm. Unless you experience it, I think it's really... And I can't say I have myself (laughs) much, Mm. but but when you do, I think it's just something profound, anyway.
2: Yeah, I think you used a word there, intimacy, and I think the way that Paul speaks about his relationship with Jesus really sounds so intimate. This guy is like besotted; he is Mm. just completely in the most real and raw and all-consuming way, just completely consumed by, by Jesus that has captured his heart. Like, what an understatement. It, it, it's just it's so fresh on his skin. And mm. I don't know how long before this scripture Paul's conversion was, but it sounds like reading through all his letters that... It, it, um, he just kept growing in fervor. He kept growing in intimacy. The more he spoke about it, the more he suffered for it. He just seemed to, to grow in this incredible um, intimacy with, with Jesus. And I think the first thing that struck me about this is Paul's experience of the value of knowing Jesus or coming to know Jesus Makes everything pale in comparison, and I, I don't know anyone listening, or, or to even for you guys here. Like when you have that encounter with Jesus, that that moment, and some people it's like a collective of little moments that culminates in uh, like your eyes opening. And for me, when I was in grade ten, it was this massive moment on a retreat where it's like it's like I woke up. It's like I didn't mm-hmm. know it, but I was asleep and I woke up. It's like I could taste new flavors yes. almost, you know, and I could see colors that I'd never seen before because of that encounter. And, yeah, my, the externals of my life remained exactly the same, but something was going on. You know, something mm-hmm. had deeply shifted, like clicked over in me and, and I, I really felt like I'd discovered the pearl of greatest price that no one could ever take away from me. It's this intimacy. But, you know, th- there's the encounter, which can start this relationship I- of intimacy, but it sounds like Paul clocked over in, into a conversion. Yes. You know, and there's a difference between encountering God, but then sort of that translating into a full-life conversion is, mm-hmm. is
1: powerful. It's what, we, it's what we're reading. Like we talked about last week, you know, that the many people have had an encounter but not many have led to a permanent conversion mm-hmm. and the idea of a permanent conversion because you can have a temporary a yes. temporary um conversion a permanent conversion is that you are almost in a sense disgusted by the deception that you were in before mm-hmm. yeah i was watching the on netflix the um tinder swindler and it's uh, the story about this guy who was this l- girl who was you know, these girls, ladies that were catfished by this swindler, and they lost all their money. They lost everything. For sorry, this is a spoiler for those who haven't watched <laughs> it. But uh, when they discovered it, they just kept saying, "I can't believe!" Like the signs were there. Why didn't I see it? Why? But in hindsight, like, and he there it's almost like it's filthy rags. It's dirt. It's dung. It's horrible, and like St. Paul is saying at this moment, hi, I can't believe I couldn't see what I see now. Mm-hmm. And so there's this joy of living in the moment, but also a disgust in a sense of of uh, like I could never go back to how I was. Yeah.
0: And I guess that initial encounter, I guess, is what should spark this this new way of life, right? Like it should be the beginning of a life completely sold out for Jesus. So Paul, he wasn't diminishing, you know, his Jewish heritage or any of that, but he was just rejoicing in the fact that he had found fulfillment in Jesus.
1: Yes, and it's not a negation of what he, he had before and even throughout all of Philippians even Corinthians he's just he has the greatest admiration for the Jewish uh, people and for the Jewish religion and he's saying like if only we had that same enthusiasm of the law that they have but poor guys like he's saying why can't they see that this is a waste of energy can't they see that this is not going to give them fulfillment joy and happiness and hope and uh, he's and then he's here he's just and then it, just a whole other level now. I think he's gone to a whole other level, saying sort of, "This is great. I've discovered joy. But now I want, I want not only to join in the hope and the the, the joy of Jesus, but I want to join in the suffering. I want to join in the intimacy. The word yada, yada. Now uh, yada is interta- interchangeable. So you can use the word yada for actual intercourse, sexual intercourse. Uh, that Adam and Eve. Adam knew Eve. Adam had intercourse with Eve. So that's the greatest. M- Knowledge—that's the greatest revelation of the of the other person. You can't know the other person more than through intercourse. But it's the same word that Saint Paul uses to know Christ. Now, there's nothing sexual about that, of course. Mm -hmm. But he's talking about we can know Christ, and Christ can know us like nobody knows us. That can we can he can draw us uh, to to his to his heart, like nobody can draw us to his heart, and that uh, and with intimacy comes vulnerability with Vulnerability is, is suffering is inevitable, yeah.
2: And you know, as, as I was <laughs> reading through this scripture, and just yeah, this, this idea of this deep intimacy with, with Jesus like, um, you know, I, I feel like uh, different stages of our life, and maybe the listeners can relate. Maybe you're there, and maybe you feel like poor, but maybe you're not, mm. and, and but maybe you want. I want to. How do I know Jesus? Like Paul knows him. How do I yes. get there? Like someone just tell me, like, like how do
0: I get there? Give right? me the instruction book. Yeah, or yeah. maybe
2: you don't know if you want to, but 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 clearly it's it's the most incredible thing that's happening to Paul, and so it's like, how do you, how do we get there? How I do want we, to get there, but I'm not yeah. sure I'm willing
1: to pay the price to do <laughs> that. And maybe that's you know I don't <laughs> think
2: any everyone is the same, but it just that that desire, and I think what you said earlier, Father Rob, this vulnerability before the Lord. You know, that it's when you're finally willing to to be seen, you know, in that like you say, that that yada sense that fully known before the Lord and allowing yourself, feeling like you don't have to clean your room quickly or hide the thing that you know, you don't want God to see. It's this full exposure. Yes. Fully exposed before the Lord and you're not afraid. You know, put the fig leaves down. Yes. You know? mm. Was it
1: John Legend who said, "With all your curves and all your edges, <laughs> all your perfect imperfections"? Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah and that—that's how God knows us. All you know, all curves and all our edges, all our perfect imperfections. Mm. So did I get the lyrics right? You
0: did. That's your karaoke song. right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's how God loves us. You know, and this is a part of intimacy. Is like, God, I'm so full of curves and edges. You know, like the world through the world standard, maybe I'm not good enough. But for you, God, you love. My perfect imperfection. And this is, uh, I think this is uh, how Paul was saying, this is how we need to know Christ. And th- as we know Christ, I- in that we also know hi- his suffering. His th- you know, if you're going to take on Christ's resurrection, you have to take on the suffering mm-hmm. as well, because the road, uh, even this Lent, you know, the, the road to uh, the, the resurrection is through the cross. That's right. And we have to know his suffering. We have to experience his suffering.
2: Yeah, it's it's packed with a lot and I think at the same time as being inspired by by Paul I think it's the analogy he uses in this scripture is kind of reassuring because um, it's this reminds that no Christian, no one is a finished product, mm-hmm. no one is a perfect product at all and we never will be um, you know and he says just one thing you know forgetting what lies behind but straining forward to what lies ahead, I continue my pursuit of, um, towards the goal. He hasn't, he hasn't reached that. He's not faultless. You know, the, there's no wand involved to transform him into some gleaming Disney character. No, it's, it's still Paul and he's still got those imperfections. But, um, you know, I think that as a runner and, and, and using the analogy that he uses, like he's not looking back. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not um, bringing in anything from his old life into his new. He's kind of let that go. He's not looking back and he's just focused on the next step. You know, he's um, got that goal and he's not chained to his past mistakes. He's moving forward and, and he's running in that and um, with all the imperfection,
0: but but towards a reoriented goal. But also knowing that to reach that finishing finish line, you're not running alone. Like when we cooperate with yes. God, God does amazing work in us and we can e- yes. reach that goal of eternity with yes. Christ. And yes. with
1: community as well. Mm. And then the other thing about keeping your eyes on the prize is that when your eyes is on, are, are on the prize, when you're looking at the resurrection, you can you can bear the cross. Mm-hmm. Because if you, like in Lent, you know, <laughs> and the, you, you do all your sacrifices, you do all your fasting. If you don't have a goal for it, you do it for the sake of doing it. I am, we're in fifth week. How many of you are still keeping Smashing your fast, it. you know? How many of you are still able to keep going If you've lost uh, the focus on why you want to do this, not to lose weight, but that is one thing I prayed at the beginning of Lent. God, I want to be more sold out for you. I want to be more in love with you. And so my motivation is not to keep the fast for the day. My motivation is to be more sold out for Jesus. Mm -hmm. And again, if your eyes are on the resurrection, then you can bear the cross. Then you can go through the cross.
0: And if you do fall, knowing that you just you can get back up again and God invites us to get back up again to continue yeah. that race. Yes.
2: It's um it was a really powerful I had a conversation with a really um a mentor that I look up to and it was a time in my life where I felt really um weak and broken and um and this mentor of mine just encouraged me to speak from that place. Mm. He said people can relate to weakness and brokenness because no one is exempt from it. So if you speak from that place, it can be so powerful. So God doesn't wait till we're perfect. He didn't wait till Paul was perfect. Like look at Paul, like his zeal. Mm-hmm. wasn't because he was perfect and healed and put together, but it was that because in the midst of and despite his weakness, God wanted to use him. And I think that's really encouraging for me because I'm pretty, pretty weak and broken. And, Twenty-four-seven, you yeah, know, all of us. But yeah. God wants to use that and, and be known through that, you know, in in this world. So, um, just a little random side <laughs> <Yeah>. note.
1: <laughs> well, that's it. And but the, again, always our end is the resurrection, the joy of the resurrection. And this Sunday, actually, we wear pink, always a reminder of the resurrection. Uh, actually, not pink. Rose. <laughs> Jesus
0: didn't pink from the dead. He,
1: he rose out. from the ah. dead. <laughs> <laughs> he has the eye roll. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the sound effect for an eye roll? I feel like yeah, I heard it yeah. in a
0: homily once, and it's just always stuck. I <laughs> never yeah, yeah. forget <laughs> it. <laughs>
1: but uh, okay, so yeah, we'll just keep always keeping our eyes on, on the resurrection, and that gives us the strength always to to keep going forward. And uh, just a word from our ministry partners.
0: This production would not be possible without the support of our FRG ministry partners and donors. Your ongoing support ensures that our online masses, online courses, podcasts, TV programs, school, youth, and parish outreaches continue to reach millions of people across the world. Please prayerfully consider giving a one-off donation. Or becoming an ongoing ministry partner and join us in our mission to share the love of Jesus and his message of hope to the ends of the earth. Find out more at frgministry.com/slash/donate. I feel like I want to invite people to send in their videos of them dancing to our reality check <laughs> jingle. <laughs>
1: That's actually a song taken from one, yeah, of, one of my songs. So <laughs> No, I know you know. I'm telling the people. <laughs> uh-huh. So, uh, uh, tired. I'm, I'm tired. Mm. This is our reality check topic. I'm tired.
0: Yeah, so I guess in context of like we're running this race to get to heaven, what do we do when we get tired? Like is it normal to get tired? Are we allowed to even be tired? Mm. I think a reality is that we all get tired, like it happens to
1: all of us too. Yes, and there's something beautiful about getting tired. So it's okay to be tired, to sometimes sit in the tiredness. When we are tired on the race, sometimes our, our temptation is to, to pep talk ourselves or to get help and to get help to keep going. But sometimes we need to sit in that tiredness. One, recognizing our finiteness, recognizing that we need the help of God. Number two is also looking for God in the brokenness, in the tiredness, in the lack of resolution. And maybe you're hoping for a resolution, maybe you're hoping for a healing, maybe you're hoping for a breakthrough, but what if, you know, God wants you to find him in the lack of resolution, in the tiredness right now? Find God there, because God is present there. He doesn't disappear when we're tired and then reappears when we have our strength again. God is there in the brokenness, in the tiredness
2: he doesn't have the off switch that we do i think <laughs> mm. like literally every part of your life he can use whilst you're asleep where you feel like you are redundant because you're sleeping and you've switched off to the world like god is is you know singing over you you know he's, he's he's got a plan for you even then and when you're tired and you feel like you've switched off i think god is definitely still moving Yes. It's, it's his reality. I think there's lots of different kinds of tired. There's the physical tired. There's the sleepy tired. There's also a tired of – you're tired from trying to be someone that you're not. Mm-hmm. I think f- – as we grow in Christian maturity, we can go through phases of realising that, you know, we've been trying to be this perfect Christian or this kind of person that we think we need to be that we're not. And that can be really tiring. I don't know if you've ever tried Mm -hmm. to be someone you're not, but I think I'm so grateful to God for the last 10 years of my life because it's been a a process of really stripping away the superficiality of who I think I need to be for people, for others. And as I do that, it's a, a deepening of, Understanding um you know, who God's created me to be and being freer, to not try and just be someone that the Justine that I think people need to be, the happy Lala all the time. Um, yeah, so there's all different kinds of um tired, I think. I
1: think this is, a, like you said, there's a, there's a lot of superficiality that does happen in our life. And this is uh, on the back of my Bible. Now, I tend to mark my Bible, and um, we're using my Bible, and uh, in some of the readings I have scribbles and, and things all over it, so it can be a bit distracting. But um, at the back of my Bible, I have like thoughts from my spiritual directors, thoughts from like uh, Bishop Joe Greg given to me in um, like 2000 and 2007, and... But there's this thing that the, my my spiritual director told me years ago, and he said this. He said the if you want to get rid of the superficiality of ministry, the superficiality of your life, you have to do you have to increase your love for Jesus. So, like he 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 said there are three things that you need to do. First of all, in prayer, one be present, be faithful, be consistent. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing that our temptation when we're tired, the first thing we give up is our prayer. Yep. The first thing we give up is our routine, the things that we thought were working, but we're not so sure are working after all. Mm -hmm. And once we do that, then superficiality actually increases and the crisis comes in. But God has given us these pillars in our life to pray, to fast, to give to the poor, to even exercise, to good works, to do all of this, especially when we're tired, Mm -hmm. especially when we want to give up.
0: Yes. I've totally seen that happen in my own life. Like when I'm feeling overwhelmed and like, or not just ti- like, yeah, tired of running the race, right? Like things in your life aren't changing, even though you're doing all the things, the first things that go for me are those routine things. And I, I, I kind of, I don't like who I am when I don't do those things, but it's really hard to get back into that motivation. So I wanted to offer a couple of little tips. I think the first one is run on God's strength and not your own. Mm. Um, So we see in this reading that like, the power of Jesus' resurrection, that's what sustained Paul when he was going through his suffering, and that's going to sustain us as well. And something else that really helps me is taking inspiration from others. And I w- really want to share a story about this. Um, my friend's son, I feel like I use him all the time because he's literally going to be a saint. Mm-hmm. Um, we I was feeling particularly tired, like my prayer life had slipped off or whatever, and he invited us. He said, Mom, I really want to go to this holy hour. And so we went together together. And then after that, we went and had waffles. And while we were...
1: I want waffles. Waffles. <laughs> Sorry, it's lent. Sorry.
0: Um, But we were... While we were talking, he said that it was the first week of school and he had just... They did like a get-to-know-you sheet. And the question... One of the questions they had to answer was, what's the one thing that you most desire? And we said, oh, what, what did you write? And he said, you know, I was thinking... And, you know, mom, you always tell me, you know, not to be... Attached to things of this world. So I didn't want to write anything material. So you know what I wrote? I wrote that I really wished that I had the ability to not sin.
1: Wow. And he's oh. 10. And I was yeah. like,
0: yeah, wow, you have this amazing faith. And here's yes. me just kind of falling off the bandwagon. But that really inspired me to be like, wow, I, I want faith like this guy. Yes. Yeah. That's incredible. I, I think in a similar vein, like so that kind of
2: being tired can be a good sign. You know, um, it might sound crazy to say that, but it can be a good sign because the Christian life is not a life of comfort. And I think maybe this Mm -hmm. is what this kid got. Um, It's not a life of comfort, but it's a life of overcoming. You know, if you're a Christian and you feel like you're all sweet, not a sweat, like not a bead of sweat in sight, like you probably need to ask the question, am I doing it right? Yeah. Mm. Because it's not going to be easy. It's going to be beautiful and it's going to be meaningful, but it's nowhere in scripture do we read that it's going to be easy. And so, if you're tired, and obviously there's like <laughs> degrees but of this, but it might actually be a really good sign.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. As long as you haven't taken your eyes away from the prize. Yes, that's yeah. right. That's where you know, hey, maybe this tiredness has come because of my slipping, my sliding. And, uh, and not to be in despair, but get back. Focus yeah. again on the prize. Focus yes. again on why you are doing this. Focus again on the resurrection. Because while you're here at the foot of the cross, exhausted with no strength to move, there is grace, especially if our eyes are on the resurrection. We'll have the strength to stay with Jesus yeah. that one hour.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think being in community is really important too. Yeah. Like where you're running a race together, like the race to heaven. Yes, it, it's your race, but it's not alone. And you've got people running in their lane beside you. And I think sometimes when we're tired, um, can be a very humbling invitation and I know this from my experience I've shared a few times and and even in our advent retreat last year that it was that probably one of the hardest years of my life but it was a year that kind of broke me open and I had to be vulnerable. I, I had to ask people for help. And I had some really real conversations with some real people, trusted people. And sometimes when you're tired, you need that. Mm. You know, yeah. you need to have not just anyone, but someone who can speak life into that, who can speak truth over you, who can yes, keep you running. Yes. Take a sip of water, like run, run, run. Like here's my water, have some water, keep going. We can do this, you know. Um, so important to have community around us, like, can't do it without Jesus, obviously, but he never asks us to do it alone.
1: Exactly, and alone mm-hmm. with his presence, but also with the community around us. And this is again, the fifth week. We have the Holy Week retreat.
0: I was just—you mm-hmm. read my mind. I was <laughs> <just> <laughs> <the> <laughs> well, she did mention the Holy Week the <laughs> retreat then, and I thought uh, <laughs> she said Advent retreat. <laughs> okay. Can but I please get a punch in the face for that? <laughs> Wait. <What? laughs> we finally
2: got a sound effect. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, yes. <laughs> so this is your
0: reminder to join us for our Holy Week retreat happening from the 10th to the 17th of April, Palm Sunday, all the way through to Easter Sunday. We have daily reflections on Zoom, extra times of prayer, rosary, divine mercy chaplet, examination of conscience, all the Easter liturgies. Um, it's going to be a really beautiful week where we can just finish off our Lent strong.
1: And how do they take part of this? i give you all the information on frgministry.com. That's right. And we'll have um, all the information there and you'll be able to sign up. It's free but um you need to register mm-hmm. so as we reach the end,
0: end of this podcast we would like to encourage you to make sure you stay in touch with us if you got anything out of this episode or any other any of our other episodes listen so speak <laughs> you can email us at podcast at otherwise you can follow us on social media at Catholic influences underscore on Instagram Catholic influencers Catholic influences on Facebook cathinfluencers influences on Twitter Everything podcast-related is at our website, frgministry.com forward slash podcast.
1: And also review this podcast. Give us high ratings, five-star ratings, so that mm-hmm. we can continue to reach more people. God bless you, and you'll hear from us again next week.
2: Bye. God bless, Bye.